I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for the salvation of all who believe. The Bible can be a little bit confusing sometimes. Here we are on a day we call Palm Sunday, and we're celebrating when Jesus came into Jerusalem and people were, were waving their palm branches and they were all happy to see him. But in a few days, we're going to hear about how Jesus is going to be beaten, how he's going to be executed and even buried. And then a few days after that, we're going to be celebrating again. So why the, the change of emotions in such a short period of time? Or maybe to give another example of the confusing nature of the Bible is sometimes you look at, at passages in the Bible or, or stories and, and it tells about how God says you need to do something a certain way and if you don't do it, there are going to be big consequences. But then there are other passages which say that God loves you and God forgives you. Where is the, the reconciliation of these two things? Why does God say one thing in one place and another thing in a different place? That's what I want us to focus on for a few minutes this morning as we consider why that is the case, this apparent contradiction in Scripture, where it really is not a contradiction at all, but rather when we take a look at one specific passage, it was a passage that the Apostle Paul, one of the great missionaries of the Christian church, wrote in his second letter to the Corinthian church. And I think it provides a key to understanding the scriptures. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, to help explain this passage, I want us to, to think about it in terms of like an insurance company. You have an insurance company and an insurance executive uh, meeting with some of the clients of their company. Let's, let's call them Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And so Mr. and Mrs. Smith come in, and, and they've been clients of this uh, insurance company for three years, and they pay about $1,000 in premiums each year. So he says, okay, for three years you've been clients of our company and you've given us $3,000, but, but we want to come in and talk to you about your driving record. I see here, Mr. Smith, that last year you ran a red light and you hit the car in front of you. That's $5,000 that we had to pay out of our pocket. And then, then Mrs. Smith, we, we see that you were texting on your phone while you were driving and you, you rear-ended the car in front of you. That's another $5,000. And then Mrs. Smith, there was that time two winters ago when, when you were driving over the speed limit in the middle of a snowstorm. You, you fell into the, or you veered off into the ditch and completely t totaled the car. That's $20,000. And each time the police officers gave you a ticket for those instances. And then there were another five instances where you were speeding and got a ticket for those. So based on, on these things, we're going to have to cancel your policy. But then Mr. Smith speaks up and says, you know what, I, I, I really, I don't think you should cancel my policy. We've been your loyal clients for the last three years. That's 1,095 days. And on 1,000 of those days, more than that, we didn't have any accidents. We were perfect drivers on those 1,000 days. 
And even those days that we weren't quite so perfect, we had those accidents, that, that only took up a short period of time. I mean, the accident was maybe only a few minutes of the entire day. And, and besides that, we're really, really sorry. Do you think any insurance agent would buy Mr. and Mrs. Smith's excuses? Do you think there would be anything, thank you, Dominic, would, do you think there would be anything that Mr. and Mrs. Smith could say that would change the insurance company's mind? No. Mr. and Mrs. Smith are bad drivers. Their driving record proves it. And they're getting what they paid for. We call that justice. Now, this is how God, the creator of the universe, views each and every one of us. He looks at our record, and he says, maybe you haven't committed any murders, you haven't kidnapped anyone, and you haven't had any armed robberies. But you and I know how there have been times where we've lost our temper a time or two. How we've envied something that someone else has. Maybe our eyes have wandered looking at things that we know our eyes shouldn't look at. And then there are times where maybe we look at ourselves in the mirror each day and we see failure. Some days more failure than others. Now, no one, not one of us, has lived up to God's perfect standard. 100% perfect 100% of the time. We are not holy, and when we are not holy, the Bible calls that sin. God is not being mean or unreasonable any more than the insurance company is by canceling Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's justice. God's justice, plain and simple. And when in the Bible we read about God getting angry with sinners and punishing them, they are all examples of God's justice. Yet sometimes the consequence of justice is not something we like to talk about, much less experience. But now let's go back to that, that meeting between the insurance agent and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Where the insurance agent says, you know what, I'm, I, I, get, I feel your pain. And in fact, even though you're bad drivers, I really like you guys. So this is what I'm going to do. My son and my daughter-in-law are pretty good drivers. They've never gotten into an accident. They've never had a speeding ticket. They haven't even gotten so much as a parking ticket. So this is what I'm going to do. I will take your names, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and put it on their driving record. And then we'll be able to keep you as clients of our company. In fact, you will even be able to get better rates because of your great driving record. And you can just imagine how Mr. and Mrs. Smith would be completely dumbfounded. It's like, wow, thank you so much. That's so amazing. But then in the back of their mind, they might be saying, what's going to happen to your son and daughter-in-law? Well, I will take my son and daughter-in-law's name and put them on your bad driving record. Their policy will have to be canceled because, well, that's only fair. Actions have consequences. With that as background, listen once again to the words of Paul. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God.
But of course, the story I just told about the insurance company doesn't seem believable, does it? When would an insurance company actually swap the names and swap the driving records of individuals? It would never happen. Oh, oh sure, we understand the justice of it, that, that if a, a couple is such a bad driver like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, they, they would probably have to be canceled or at least have skyrocketing rates, but, but we would never expect a swap to take place. Much less expect the good drivers, the son and daughter-in-law, to be placed on the bad driver's record. It seems so unbelievable, so beyond anything that we can possibly imagine, so kind. And yet what we can't imagine in the human heart is what God has done and God continues to do. This undeserved kindness is what we call grace. And so when we read about how Jesus Christ, God's Son, suffered and died, we are hearing about God's justice. And it's completely appropriate that Jesus suffered and died on a cross. For it's on that cross that we see where God's justice and his grace intersect. Because it's at that cross where we see how much God and God's Son, Jesus Christ, were willing to suffer so to, that we start to realize how much he loves us. And the cross, more than anything else, is a symbol of God's love, his constant love that never leaves, that will take us one day to be with him in heaven. And it's because the cross is such a symbol that so many people remember the cross, especially as death seems to be drawing near, with the same sentiment of a very famous hymn. Hold thou thy cross before my eyes, shine through the gloom and point me to the skies. Heaven's morning breaks and earth's vain shadows flee. In life, in death, O Lord, abide with me. This is the truth that we start to remember on this Palm Sunday that we get to celebrate next week on Easter Sunday. Amen. Now may he who began a good work in you carry it out to completion on the day of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.